Welcome to the pulse that moves the triangle world today. This one-size-fits-all broadcast is a vibrant collection of stories, medical breakthroughs, helpful tips, what's trending, events, and boundless other adventures. It's a conversation pit of comedians, politicians, authors, chefs, sports figures, experts, the common and the uncommon. Here's the host of Triangle 411, Mary Inspreffer. Hi, friends. You know... If someone put me on the spot and asked me to name some good that has come out of the pandemic, I'd have to scratch my head for a few seconds. I guess I could say with travel down, our environment is doing better as far as a drop in air pollution. There's that. That's always good. Certainly, homeschooling has developed keener creativity, (laughs) whether you wanted it to or not. Adaptability has been honed like a sharp knife, and some have been able to enjoy more family time. But the thing that stands out most in my mind is renewed kindness. I have heard many stories of people helping neighbors and giving back. In fact, we recently featured a story on Triangle 411 about face mask warriors a grassroots group that volunteers to make face masks. Now I have just learned about an effort on the face shields front. Lisa Higginbotham, president and owner of Five Star Awards and Engraving and Carry, has created the Halos for Heroes Psalm 91 project. She is using her business to get out PPE. Again, we're familiar now, but PPE personal protection equipment. She's doing the face shields to um, getting them out to small regional hospitals, nursing homes, assisted living communities, homeless workers, aides, and more. The goal is to support the community and facilities that couldn't get or afford the PPE. Plus, after an initial start, she catapulted the effort into jobs for her staff who were previously laid off. Lisa, welcome. Thank you, Mary. So set the stage for us on what you refer to, and I, and I love this, I love this, what you refer to as Friday the 13th of March. Sure. So it was literally Friday the 13th of March. And our business, we do corporate awards. And and so our income is primarily derived from customers putting on events and doing awards and conferences and all of that. And so we know what was happening at the beginning of March. Suddenly, conferences were being canceled and events were being canceled. And on Thursday, March the 12th, my husband and I were driving to Virginia. We are a rotary licensee, so we attend a lot of rotary conferences, and those are rotary international conferences, um, really all in our area in North Carolina, South Carolina, and Virginia, to promote um, our products. And as we're driving, um, I was mostly concerned with how am I going to pull in the Duke-NC State basketball game because I'm a Duke grad and a uh, pretty obsessed Duke basketball fan. So I um, typically won't miss a game. In this case, I was going to listen to it on the radio. And um, as we were doing that, and I'm trying to find a radio station that would carry it, 
I get the news that the Duke game was canceled, the ACC conference was canceled, the NCAA uh, tournament was canceled, and it was uh, a little scary. So we get to the conference in Virginia and didn't know whether that had been canceled at the same time. So uh, what we found out as we got there and asked them, you know, what's going on, the doorman told us, well, I wouldn't unpack if I were you. And then we went and spoke to the people that were running the conference, and they were all in a big huddle, which went on for several hours. And um, that we found out that night that they decided to go ahead and hold the conference. And we were we set up our displays on Friday morning, but Friday, again, Friday the 13th, we um, that afternoon they made the decision to cancel the conference. So we were there literally for, you know, a day. How scary. What kind of thoughts were going through your mind? Like the, the world's ending or what? I mean, Duke, come on. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Pretty much, you know, canceling a Duke basketball game was kind of end of the world for me, but no, really, um, you know, as a business owner and knowing uh, where our primary um, business comes from, all that week, we were getting phone calls from, from customers. March and April are busy season for us. That is, there, it's pretty heavy conference season and event season and companies put on big conferences and everything. So, um, I was in a, in a panic. And, um, when I got back from Virginia, you know, I mean, my stress level was through the roof. So the first thing I did Monday morning, I called the bank said, what in the world am I going to do? And my banker said, you know, Lisa, I've just gotten off the phone with no less than 30 or 40 other businesses that are exact in exactly the same boat. Mm. So I kind of felt good. I, I felt good over the fact that um, the um, that um, there were other people that were in the same boat that I was. Um, so... I had to make the gut-wrenching decision to cut my staff back. We literally had about a week's worth of work left um, and then nothing. So across the board, I cut my whole team back, and that included myself and my husband. I'm not going to cut my staff and keep myself, you know, in there. Although my husband and I still spent 60 to 80 hours a week in the office, so – it, it killed me. I hated to lay anybody off, but we just didn't have the work to support the payroll at that point. Yeah, that's always such a hard, hard decision. And and like you said, many people were going through the same thing. And, you know, I'm sure you felt good about it. Everybody was reaching out to bankers and things like that to, to do things. But being in such dire straits, how did you jump to Halos for Heroes? So um, just going back to that all these things were being canceled. Um, one thing that, that is different about our company is that we do all of our production in-house. I have really cool toys is what I refer to them. <laughs> you know, I love telling people that, that um, I work with cool, you know, I, I come to work every day, get to play with cool toys and make pretty things. And, and really that it's kind of like fun to work in my business. And that being the case, I do have a wide assortment of machinery, um, and we have lasers, we do sand carving, we do full-color imaging, 
so many different things that we do in-house. So I'm looking around going, okay, nobody's buying anything, um, but there's people out there that are, that are on the front line, and they're literally dying. They're putting themselves out to take care of us and take care of, you know, our own, our families, our friends, our neighbors, and they don't have the protection that they need. And that was devastating to me and something really I couldn't wrap my head around it. But I also knew, okay, with the toys that I have, certainly I can do something to help. There has to be something that we can do. And that was the beginning of Halos for Heroes. So um, so how did you know how to make the face shields? Well, that, that was the, that was that light bulb moment. You know, we all talk about light bulb moments. Well, first off, I did a whole lot of praying and, um, literally the next day I got a YouTube video from one of my suppliers happened to be the, the manufacturer of my laser engravers. And it was a video showing people cutting these face shields on their lasers and that light bulb went on for me. I knew I've got two lasers sitting here. I can make those. You know, that's that's that simple. That that was gonna be it. Okay, so that was simple, but something that's always difficult is funding for something like this. So where did you get the money for materials to create these face shields? Yeah, that was that was a definite challenge. So um, I started making phone calls. My first phone call was to my small group from church. I'm a part of a women's small group. And I said, I have this, this idea. I can make these things. My problem is I don't have the money to spend to get the materials. And instantly, women in my group started Venmoing me money. And my next call was to, or actually it was an email to um, another Christian group that I belong to, a group of Christian CEOs, and they all thought it was a brilliant idea. In fact, in my, my women's group, one of the women referenced Psalm 91, and that's, that's part of where the name came from. But anyway, so I'm getting the women that are Venmoing me money. My, my CEOs are also supporting me. Um, but I, I serve as a foundation chair for my Rotary Club. So I called my board together and had a, um, you know, had a phone conference and I told them, you know, I've got this idea. I can make these things. I've got the lasers to do it. Um, I can work on the materials, but I don't have the money to spend to buy it. And literally within 15 minutes, one of the members of my board had emailed me a grant application that we could put together, um, we could collaborate between several Rotary Clubs. My club wrote a check for $4,000, and we were off to the races. Wow, that's impressive. You also did a GoFundMe page, too, didn't you? Oh, I did, yeah. I, I don't know how I could forget that, because I did. I put out a GoFundMe page, and I was so blown away by um, not just, I mean, everybody, people in my neighborhood, people that didn't know me, um, everything from 20 bucks to a thousand dollars. Some of them were, were women in my group. Some of them were actually suppliers in my industry from Texas that, um, one of my good friends and an industry supplier, um, 
sent a huge donation in that just, when I saw it and saw who it came from, really just made me cry. So how much did you, how much did you raise from the GoFundMe? Um, I want to say that we did uh, about eight to $10,000. That's wonderful. That That's again, what, you know, when I started the show, people just renewing kindness and giving yeah. back, it's it's wonderful. Yeah. So now you've got the means, you have the lasers, you have the how to, how to make them, and you've got money. Um, mm-hmm. But, you know, I heard it was a challenge getting the materials once you overcame those obstacles. Yeah, it, it was very much a challenge. I mean, if you recall, everybody in the news, on the news, everybody from, you know, the president down to governors, um, states, it was crazy. The materials just weren't there. Um, and I reached out to a couple large plastics manufacturers um, who unfortunately didn't know me from Adam and just kind of laughed when I told them what I was looking for. Oh, no. So I changed course and reached out to suppliers within my industry who knew me. And I'm, I'm very active in my industry. I am um, currently president-elect for my industry association. And so I know pretty much all the suppliers that are members and a couple of them, uh, very large companies. And they were all, whether it was, you know, I called them and, and said, this is what I want to do. Do you have the material? Can you, can you help me? And I was telling them, sure, I'd love for you to make a donation. I'd love for you to give me a, a break in the cost if you could. That'd be wonderful. I'm not asking you to give this to me for free because it's not inexpensive material what we were using. And so we were we were blessed by um, vendors who did give us breaks in that cost. Um, the hardest part was the PETG, which is the material that goes around your face, the shield itself. You really couldn't find that. And one of my vendors was getting some in. He said, Lisa, I don't know, um, you know, I'm supposed to have it this week, and then I've got to put it into rolls, and I've got to sheet it and all of this, um, but I will put you at the front of the list. What do you want? How much How much do you wow. need? And it was unbelievable. That is so great. That is so great. So in the beginning, it was you and your husband, Jeff, your daughter, and one employee working seven days a week, cranking the shields out. What kind of hours were you putting in? Well, Mary, I'm no stranger to hard work. I mean, you know, from the from the beginning of my company, yeah, I've many, many hours of working around the clock or working until the wee hours of the morning. So that's never it's never stopped me when I had something to do um, but this was a lot of work running two lasers um, and then doing the assembly and cleaning it and all of that stuff um, you know we were working 12 14 hour days I mean it was um, a lot of work and the hardest part was you know my, my whole team was laid off and on unemployment so it's really hard to go to them and say um, hey, do you mind donating your time? So that was really, really tough. And um, my daughter said, sure, she's a college student. And um, I did emphasize to her, you know, that uh, having service hours was always a good thing for a college (laughs) student. (laughs) You know, whatever it takes, right? Good mom, good mom. You know, I mean, uh, you know, who's paying for her gas and her, you know, and her car and all of that kind of stuff. So 
She didn't protest too much. She was amazing. One of my employees also came in, put hours and hours in. I was so grateful and I felt so bad um, because they weren't getting paid. And so my philosophy has always been you never want um, anybody working any harder than you will. So as a business owner or even, you know, when I was trying to be an example to staff when I worked in the in the corporate world, you know, I... I'm always going to work as hard as anybody out there, if not harder. Well, and the good thing was your hard work paid off and, um, and you were able to put people back to work when your PPP loan came through. And now you, you've brought the team back and paying them for, you know, working on this project and other things. So what a win-win. You're not only creating these shields, but you're creating jobs. That was a blessing. Because I, I don't know where it was going to come from. Nobody, nobody was buying awards during this time, and so the PPP um, was a lifesaver for us. And I brought everybody back full time, um, and I actually was able to use some money to to bonus um, my employee who had worked during that time at no at no cost. And I even gave my daughter a little bonus, which she kept. She came back to me. She's like, Mom. You know, I wasn't I wasn't doing this to get paid, you know, and I'm like, well, it's a blessing and, and just take it. <laughs> right. And then and then you were smart. You continued down a, a very successful path, which that's why you're so successful in business and other areas. But, you know, you you pivoted into other areas of PPE. Tell us about the dental community needs. Um, that was that was crazy. And, and all I can say is that that was God taking care of us. Um, we managed to get a little bit of um, publicity through some media channels. Um, and we were just trying to really get the word out about the project because it was primarily a rotary project. Um, and we wanted to show the community how rotary was supporting the community. And um, as it turned out, that Monday, right after the the PR went out, my phone just started ringing off the hook, and it was some of our dental schools. It was um, like the ECU Dental School called me and said, those shields look like they would fit over our loops, and we can't teach our students um, without this protection. Is it possible for us to buy some of those from you? Which really had never even crossed my mind because I was focused on just doing it and taking care of people. And so in this case, I thought, well, this might be a way to continue. And now I can, um, since I have the PVP, I can pay my people. And let me reach back out to my suppliers and buy another chunk of material that we can then turn into face shields that we would actually be able to sell. Because um, you got to differentiate between the, the donated product and that project and um, actual material that we buy and sell. Um, but literally, we sold thousands of dollars worth of face shields and shipped all over the United States. Um, it was it was insane. My phone rang off the hook. Well, that sounds like it was your good coming back to you, Lisa. And you know, and the, and these things you created, you mentioned about the design. Your design is significant because they are reusable. You can literally replace the shields to clean between patients or refresh multiple times a day, correct? 
Yes, yeah, um, absolutely. And um, the initial design, so the initial design that we used um, came from that first video that we saw, um, and then we tweaked it. Um, we, We made adjustments to fit the shield. We also made adjustments for the breathability of the shield. Um, so that it, it had good coverage, but it also stood away from your face. Um, because I don't know about you, but I don't like things that are like right up on my face. I I have a hard time breathing with that. So this actually raised away from your face a good inch and a half to two inches. Um, and still allowed a slit at the top so that air was flowing through without being a significant amount of air because, you know, those germs are in the air, so you don't want that. But you still don't want your glasses to fog up. You want to be able to breathe. And we had um, one of our local dentists came, reached out to me and said, hey, can I come try that on? And he came down with his loops and everything and put that thing on and was just amazed. And he's like, this is perfect because, you know, the hygienists, they were trying to get dental clinics back to being open, people still have teeth and they still need to maintain them. But think about it, hygienist is in your mouth. So if, if those germs are out there, they are extremely vulnerable to them. So these shields, and that was another tweak that we made where we even made the slit smaller because the feedback that I was getting was that they had to cover as much as possible so as with the aerosols that dental clinics use, it's not going to get into that face area. But um, we just thought through it. And so when we when we were selling a, a shield package, we were actually giving them two shields so they could take one off after a patient, put on a clean shield. That first shield could go get cleaned. Um, and now they have a completely clean shield. And you know, this is more, these are more expensive than what you see just your general things out there on the market because we're getting flooded with them right now. How much but does they a, are a face be shield used. cost? Let's, let's just say, let's go back to halos uh, for heroes yeah. a minute, like those types, because yeah. I know you had to do super duper for, you know, the, the dental community, but um, for, for the halos for heroes, mm-hmm. um, how much would one face shield cost? So the, the actual cost on a face shield is about 25 bucks Okay. Uh, on our style of face shield. And there's, uh, there is a good $8 or so worth of material in, in a shield. Okay. So the rest of it is all labor. And how many uh, face shields has the Halos for Heroes Psalm 91 project produced? We've done over a thousand, um, and um, and then we also decided, hey, you know, because these things are reusable, we're going to also send out packages of just the shield piece. So we reached back out to the people that had, that we had given the whole kit to in the beginning, and said, you know, that you can use these over and over again. These are not throwaway. You can throw away the shield, but here's replacement shield. So we've done over a thousand of the replacement shields as well. Okay. And what's your commitment for the project going forward? I decided to, because this thing is not going away, unfortunately, I decided I've got enough material to do 2,000. Um, so my plan is to keep it going with at least 2,000 shields 
um, of the complete halo set and then another 2,000 of the replacement shields. And literally, I'm going to keep it going as long as I've got the money to do it. Fantastic. Well, Lisa, now it's time for our nonprofit spotlight. Each show, we feature a different nonprofit, and I usually tell the folks about it. However, with you being a charter member of the Apex Sunrise Rotary Club and currently serving as foundation chair, I thought maybe you could step in and give us a short overview of the nonprofit Rotary Club. Would you mind to do that, Lisa? Uh, I would love to do that. Um, So Rotary um, stands for Rotary International, and Rotary International um, accounts for 1.2 million Rotarians across the world. We're talking 35,000 plus clubs. And these are people with the motto that I'm sure you've heard of service above self. Um, Rotary was founded in 1905, um, is made up of people who are problem solvers, people of action, community builders, um, with areas of focus that range from promoting peace to maternal and child health, um, to education, fighting disease, clean water, and on and on. But they are mostly known for polio eradication, which they began in 1979. Um, and in um, 1988, they were they had 125 countries that still had polio. And now today, in 2020, we are down to three countries. Mm -hmm. So that's been amazing. You see billboards on the side of the road. Um, But I am so proud to be a Rotarian um, and and to be part of this because as people of action, we want to make a difference. It's a a big deal for us. And um, I love the Rotary vision statement, um, which is together we see a world where people unite and take action to create lasting change across the globe in our communities, and in ourselves. Well, Lisa, I think you are certainly making a lasting impact, both with your face shields and belonging to this worthwhile club. And I I, th- I just thank you so much for sharing this story with us. And, you know, if someone wanted to contribute to more of the face shield production on Halos for Heroes, where might they go for information or how to do that? Um, the Apex Sunrise Rotary Club Foundation um, is the primary sponsor for the face shields. And so if you go to apexsunriserotaryclub.com, um, you, can, you can get to our foundation page and reach out and make a donation and just re- uh, reference uh, Halos for Heroes and they will get it to the right place. Wonderful. Well, thanks so much for being with us today. Thank you, Mary. I really appreciate the opportunity. Let's let's get people safe. Absolutely. Well, it's time to high-five and say goodbye. We're everywhere. iTunes, Apple, Spotify, iHeartRadio, etc. Or you can always catch us on our website, triangle411.buzzsprout.com. I'm Mary Innsbrucker for Triangle 411. Today, dot, 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 be a contributor.